Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Welcome to another episode of the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark. And as always, I'm glad that you're with us to study about the Bible and for this season to kind of listen to me talk about my experience with Crohn's disease and what's gone on in my life. Uh, It's been very therapeutic. It's been great for me to be able to kind of vent about what all has happened and talk about it and to point out that despite what has happened in my life, that God is greater than my circumstances and he's greater than yours too. And of course, we'll talk about that in this episode in just a few moments, but Today's episode is entitled Pandemic and Crohn's. Now, I am not going to get into a political conversation about whether the pandemic is real or not. I believe that the pandemic is real. I believe you can see the evidence of that. I'm not going to talk about the validity of the pandemic or not. I'm simply going to tell you what my experience was with the pandemic and how it affected my Crohn's disease. That's it. All right. January of 2020, kicked off a brand new year, knew it was an election year, knew it was going to be a big year regardless of whatever else was going to happen. And around February-ish, I started to hear about the coronavirus. I hadn't really heard about it much up until February itself. And so when I heard it, I thought, okay, that's kind of strange. That's weird. Uh, But surely it's not going to be anything more than just, you know, some type of virus that will just make its way through the country like every other virus and we'll just have to keep on with life as normal had no idea what was going to end up happening. And I remember I had a gospel meeting scheduled in Tennessee in March, and the week that it was supposed to happen was my wife's birthday, March 22nd, 2020. And that was the day the country was basically shut down. You know, that was the day that we were basically starting to learn that, hey, we're going to go to a two-week shutdown. And so I thought, okay, two weeks, not that big of a deal. I went to the office as normal. Everything was kind of the same, except we just didn't really go anywhere. You know, restaurants were closed. Other places weren't able to be, you know, opened up. And so got to the point where April came and the shutdown was extended. And I thought, okay, now we're getting into a point where I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Should I continue to go into the office? Should I continue to work as normal? And so I started to build a home office so that if something happened and I couldn't go in on a regular basis, I had everything at my disposal that I needed. You know, I had to had to get a podcasting station, had to get some of these other things put together because as we started to kind of shut down in the country, many congregations had to make the decision, especially older congregations like the one that I'm the minister of, had to make a conversation and a decision about what to do because of their elderly members who are incredibly susceptible to the virus. And so the online classes started, and so I had to have everything in order to be able to continue with my work as normal, and so I started to build a very, you know, rudimentary setup upstairs, you know, two monitors, getting everything taken care of, and I made the decision that it would probably be best for me to start to stay home. I have Crohn's disease, as you know, and we were being told at that time in April that people who have immune, uh, you know, disorder, autoimmune disorders and other things of that nature that are immunocompromised are at, you know, very high risk. And I thought, well, 
if that's true, if that's really what could happen, if I get this, I, I am immunocompromised. And so I began to stay home. And I'm a night owl. So most of the evenings I would be working on sermons and classes and other things well into two or three in the morning. And then I'd get up and I'd do a couple of the odds and ends around the house during the day, be able to answer the phone if we needed to. But really, by, by all accounts, church business had kind of stopped as I think it has stopped almost everywhere else. You know, we had the odds and ends things that came up here and there, but it started to really become an issue where it was like, there's not really much going on because we were shut down where I'm living and we couldn't really do anything. And so there wasn't church activities to, to be involved in. We were trying to keep the online services going and online classes going and all of that kind of stuff. And really it's one of those things where it's really tough to know what's going on when all you can see is what's right in front of you. You know, I mean, hindsight, we've always said is 2020, and that takes on a whole new meaning now after what we experienced in 2020, but I began to just kind of go through the motions of life and try to make sure my sermons were ready, try to make sure classes were ready, and just kind of get week to week, and so I started a bunch of projects at the house. I thought, you know, this is when I'm going to trim that tree that I've always needed to trim. This is when I'm going to cut down this tree that I've always needed to cut down. This is where I'm going to build an auto shelf with one of my buddies that's, um, you know, attends where I'm attending is Lyle. He and I built an auto shelf together for all of my auto needs that I have in my, in my garage. And so I started doing all of these types of projects together to try to fill the time while I was waiting for the shutdown to stop. And that's when the cancellation started. Not only were my gospel meetings canceled, one of them was postponed until later in the year, but my gospel meetings were were let go as far as they weren't going to happen. The Memphis lectureship wasn't going to happen. Uh, you had all of these types of cancellations taking place, and then I found out that church camp wasn't going to happen. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. I've, I've gone to that camp for, I mean, 20 years, basically. More than 20 years, honestly, probably about 23 at this point. And it would be the one of the first years in a long time that I missed, you know, that I didn't get to go and be a part of. And so as far as the pandemic and my Crohn's disease, it became difficult because I was worried about whether or not, especially the early stages when we were trying to figure things out, how was this going to go? I was worried about that, what that was going to do to my research study. You know, I wasn't as concerned. I felt like I could get decent enough care if I got the virus. That wasn't a big concern, but my biggest concern was, hey, if they shut down the research center, what am I going to do? Because what happened to me with Intivio is I stopped being able to get the drug and my body built up antibodies to it. And I thought, hey, I just got through a rescue period here and I'm, I'm just now finally back to normal. And now the, the, you know, the country shut down. And so I was very concerned that I was going to be told, hey, we're sorry, but we're, we're closed, you know, for the foreseeable future. And so I kept up in constant contact with my nurses, kept up with them on every single day, you know, talking about what I needed to do, uh, what were the, you know, precautions that I needed to be taking now. And they were encouraging me to do the best that I could to stay home, stay out of the elements as best as possible. And so at that time, I started to work from home exclusively. That's weird. You know, when you don't work at home on a normal basis to work at home. Now, don't get me wrong, it was comfortable. You know, you're working in a place that you live. You're obviously going to be comfortable. But 
uh, that was a challenge. Let alone the challenges that we faced as a country because of the pandemic. Something else that I don't think many people really kind of thought about or really knew much of was the whole toilet paper fiasco. Um, I have an illness that causes me to go to the restroom a lot. And so in February, right before the whole shutdown happened, we went to Sam's and I bought two of the big packs of toilet paper that they have. I said, hey, we're going to be good for a few months. This is awesome. 36 bucks, no problem. I had no idea that that would basically be the last time I could find that type of toilet paper for months. I started to notice that at that time when the, when the pandemic first caused the country to shut down, that if you got on early in the morning, you might get lucky and find paper towels and find toilet paper. But you go to the store and, I mean, the shelves were just empty. And I remember telling Megan, I got more and more concerned that we were going to run out and that I wasn't going to be able to find anything. And the other aspect of this, not just with Crohn's disease with the toilet paper fiasco, but the Clorox wipes and the Lysol. My wife's a nurse. You see, my wife has been working with COVID patients. Especially when this first started, you know, her hospital was kind of a a hub, if you will, for some of these people to be sent to at times and for them to kind of go through that. And she would have to come home and we'd have to basically not see each other for a good several minutes while she got sanitized, cleaned up. Had to have the washing machine empty so that she could immediately just, you know, discard all of her clothes from work into that so we could wash them on a hot cycle to get them out with all the germs. We had to then make sure that she was able to sanitize everything that she touched. You know, for example, like her watch, her phone, uh, her keys, all of that kind of stuff. And we normally would buy big packs of Lysol spray anyway. But boy, we were starting to run low and you couldn't find Lysol anywhere. And we were starting to run low on Clorox wipes, and you couldn't find Clorox wipes anywhere. And the conversation, in my mind, started to be, okay, now what? Because if we can't sanitize things, and if I am really going to be at you know, high risk because of my immunocompromisation that I'm dealing with in my life, we're in trouble. And I'll never forget, I went to Target one day, And they had no sign whatsoever. And I thought, hey, we might finally be out of this. It had been months after we had finally kind of opened the country back up. And I went in there and I thought, hey, great. There are some Clorox wipes over here. I'm going to buy one of each size. Not one of the biggest sizes, you know, three of the biggest sizes they have, but one of each size because it doesn't say you can only take one. And I walked walked up to the front counter and this woman at the checkout line was just being really mean. And she goes, sir, you can't do that. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I I didn't see a sign. How many can I get? And she said, you can get one. I thought, okay. And then the the thought just kind of crossed my mind, as I'm sure it did for a lot of these other people. You know, maybe if we'd regulated that better in the beginning, we wouldn't be running low, would we? And I was concerned that we were going to run out of Lysol spray. And that we weren't going to be able to spray things to sanitize them as best as possible. And that it was going to be difficult to clean things up. But thankfully, God provided and we were able to make it through. Able to find Lysol again. 
able to find Clorox wipes, not maybe necessarily the name brand stuff, but stuff that is as effective or as close to effective as the regular stuff that we would buy. And, you know, I'm reminded as I'm now on the other side of the pandemic, for, for me at least right now, you know, I'm, I'm able to go back to the office. I'm able to kind of resume life as normal. I remind myself of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And you stop and ask yourself for a quick second, what were they facing in Corinth? What was Paul facing? Was Paul being told he had to wear a mask? Was Paul being told that, you know, he had to stay home because of a virus? No, he was just simply told by many people that because of what he preached, because of what he believed, he could be thrown in prison. He could be killed. Brethren, I have to be honest with you. I, I don't disagree that 2020 was rough, especially because of the pandemic. But I don't think we can compare it to the persecution that we find in the New Testament. I don't think we can compare it to the suffering that we see people deal with. You know how blessed we are with the technological advances that we didn't live during the time when the flu came. You know how blessed we are that we have so many things at our disposal that we were able to combat this even though toilet paper wasn't on the shelves and even though you couldn't find Germex anywhere and meat and other items were not available, that somehow God seems to have carried us through. Was it easy? Did everybody get everything that they needed? Probably not. But you made it through. If you're listening to this right now, you made it through. And you're somehow still managing. Here it is, April of 2021, and we're making it. We can do this. Even if things get worse, even if things never turn back to the way that we're used to them being, God's still on our side. We haven't suffered near like we might think we have. You know that you have a cushy life when the biggest problem in your life is you can't find Lysol wipes, toilet paper, Germex, Clorox, things that they didn't exist the way that we know them in the first century church and somehow they managed. We have to be careful with this woe is me mindset. For my Crohn's disease, it was difficult. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but I made it through. I have a great group of nurses, great group of doctors, a wonderful wife. I managed. God saw me through. And if I live for him in this life, and you do the same, my eternity will be far better, and your eternity will be far better. If you need help, reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you in any way that we can. You can find our information in the show notes. You can find our email address, our social media links, everything that you would need, our, our giveaway information that we're doing for this month. 
Don't be scared to contact us. We'll help you in any way that we can. I hope this episode has helped you. I hope that it has been beneficial to you, and I hope that you'll always remember to please God now so your eternity will be far better. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.